everybody. You got to pose on the matrix. Dave doing another solo show here. It's approximately 12:17 in the morning on 8:10, which is a Monday uh, in August of 2020. <clears throat> I just had a uh, kind of a no duh moment that was uh, built upon um, a foundation of a radio show that I did a few weeks ago about the COVID-19 um, epidemic and about uh, the use of uh, azithromycin along with hydrochloroquine being effective. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but um, <clears throat> over the past few weeks, there have been um, some videos that have been posted online. And you can still find them. You just can't find them <laughs> where they should be, like on YouTube and and Twitter and stuff like that, uh, because we know who owns those places, right? Um, but if you go to di- different places, you can find it on there. And um, I uh, I offered it on Parler, um, and I tried putting it on because I, I downloaded the video. It was a, a video of a, a few doctors that were talking about how they had cured people using a combination of uh, hydrochloroquine and um, azithromycin. And uh, one lady uh, got on there and said she's see, seen and cured 350 people of this of the infection. I'm going to call it a disease. It's an infection. Um, and how each person that she's treated with that has gotten better. And all of a sudden, these things start disappearing on online. Um, it was on YouTube for a while, gone. Uh, it's, it was on people were posting on Facebook, gone. People were posting on Twitter, gone. Um, and, and they're making it no secret anymore that they're they're going after things like this. So, um, well, the only reason that you would go after something like that is one, it's not true, or two. You have a group of people that have a lot of money to make uh, with another supposed cure for COVID-19, and they don't want you to spend just $50 getting cured of this drug. I'm getting cured of this um, infection. They want you to spend, or your insurance company or your government, to spend thousands, probably tens of thousands of dollars in the long run on you and me, each person, to for a supposed cure for this. Um, and they're calling it a virus. And I explained in, in the other show how it's, I don't think it's a virus because of the drugs that if, if hydrochloroquine and, and azithromycin are working, uh, they don't work, treat viruses. Viruses are unique entities. Uh, they're not really living. They're enzymes that are bundled up in a certain way that they can enter your cells and uh, replicate themselves using the RNA or and or DNA of the cell to fool your body into thinking that they're just other cells. And then your body doesn't attack it. But sooner or later, your body becomes smart and starts attacking. Otherwise, every time somebody got the flu, they die from it. And I mean, everybody would. Um, <clears throat> so um, anyway, so I got to thinking about this again tonight. And I, I don't I won't mention names. Um, but I have a, a dear brother. I went to church with him for a while. I think he's since gone, started going to another church. I don't know, but um, really nice guy. He's a little older than I am, probably maybe 10 years older than I am. And uh, but he's very down to earth, and he's very uh, he's got a lot of common sense. Okay. And he posted something, and I don't know if he wrote this or no, he shared it from somebody else whose name I will not mention because. Uh, 
it's simply it's simply a fact that there are people that are looking for other people to uh, take out, uh, whether it's just removing them from being online or removing them in other manners and making it look like COVID-19. Um, scores of, of reports are coming in now of people that are going to the hospital with things like broken legs and the diagnosis has come back that they have COVID-19 where they're not sick with COVID-19, but the hospital gets more money from the government for that particular um, diagnosis. There's a lot of money out there that the hospitals want, and they've been going broke because people haven't been coming in, because the hospital has been closed, because of precautions that the government set up, namely Fauci and Gates. Um, Fauci does have something to do with the government, but Gates doesn't, although he thinks he does and really wants to. Um, and maybe in the end he will. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, this particular person put up this meme, and it said, it says basically, and, and this is really a no dull moment. He says, they can't make a vaccine that totally works for influenza. Because we have to constantly hear how influenza mutates into other strands and, that, and has different RNA and DNA factors. Um, there's no vaccine for RSV. They can't cure cancer. They've been trying to, supposedly. People have been sending money in for the last 50 years. Uh, for cancer research, and cancer hasn't been cured yet. It's been slowed down in some instances, but you can make a lot of money if you slow down a cancer because the person will always have it. It'll it'll always be with the person if if it can't be removed or excised. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll go into remission, then they'll come out of remission, and then they'll need drugs again, right? And who makes drugs? Big Pharma. Okay. Um but it says here, and, and excuse the language, but they sure as shit can create a vaccine in six months for a virus that they apparently still do not understand. Seems legit, it says. And, um, you know, let's not just look at these diseases. Let's look at other true diseases like MS and cerebral palsy and um, cystic fibrosis and things like that. Things that have been around for decades, if not centuries you know, that they've been investigating and trying to cure, but they never can come up with a cure for these things. And I mean, more money has been spent on cancer research over the years than will ever be spent on this COVID-19 thing. And they can't come up with a cure for cancer. Why? Because if you keep people sick, you keep the money coming in, right? Um, and if you if you give drugs that treat symptoms and don't cure the disease that's tantamount to me to to uh to uh well what treason would be to uh betraying a government um betraying people by fixing their um their symptoms but not their disease is uh is tantamount to uh i i think it deserves death sentence actually and um I think in the long run, you see, <laughs> I know a lot of these people, you know, scientists, ooh, scientists, scientists are the new gods of the 20th and 21st century. They know everything, whereas they really know nothing. All they know is how to raise money. Um, I don't know if you know how grants work, but um, grants and endowments and things like that work as long as progress is made. Okay, and I'm going to give you let's let's take the uh, the global warming thing for example. 
we could use the egg example or we could use uh, other examples. But um, back in the 60s, a lot of you are too young to remember the 60s because you weren't here. Um, but if you read a science magazine, all you read about, oh, there's an ice age coming. We got to prepare for the ice age. Science says that an ice age is coming. Are you ready? You know, and then it got kind of quiet. You didn't hear about the ice age anymore. But then they went into other things like, you know, you can't eat eggs. Well, we'll go into the egg thing because eggs make cholesterol in your body and it, and it causes blockages in your in your veins and in your arteries. And, you know, that can give you a heart attack. It gives you um, heart disease, uh, hardens your arteries, um, the whole nine yards. So and then as that debate went on after a while, well, first of all, you, you couldn't eat any eggs because eggs are bad for you. And then you could eat eggs a little bit, you know, maybe one or two a week. And then you could eat more eggs. And then they found out that eggs weren't the problem, that it's some, it's the things you cook the eggs in. It's the oil or the butter or whatever that, that are the problem. And now you don't hear anything about eggs. You can eat as many eggs as you want. And if you're on a low-carb diet, boy, you could eat them like they're going out of style. Um, doctors used to tell me back in the early 2000s that uh, low-carb was not the answer. It was a bad diet. You know, people were dying from it. It was bad for your heart. Now, if you good chances, chances are good that if you go in and talk to your doctor about a low-carb diet, he's going to tell you, yeah, that's the thing to do. Go for it. Science has proved that that's the way to go. You know, there goes science again, right? So then anyway, they that kind of faded out. Then they went into you can't eat tuna because tuna is full of mercury and a lot of fish is full of mercury. And you don't want to load your body up with mercury, except they put mercury in the uh, with the flu vaccine. Hmm, interesting. Um, I guess they don't want you to have the extra mercury. A little bit's okay. Actually, to- toxic, it's the toxicity of mercury in just small amounts is, is astounding. And you don't want any of this stuff. Uh, I went and got all my amalgam fillings taken out. Uh, because they were getting old, you know, some of them I had since I was a kid. And um, so I opted for the other stuff. And there's probably something wrong with that. They'll find later on down the line that that causes um, the uh, third finger on your right hand to go numb or something. I don't know. Um, the thing is that science works on endowments and on grants. And when one of the when they're giving so much money, OK, find this out. Okay, so they have to come up with something. So they come up with, like in the 60s, the the coming ice age. Well, it didn't come about, so they started to lose their grant money. Okay, well, then let's go into the egg thing. Okay, we'll make money then. That went on for a good 10, 15 years, right? And all of a sudden, that got quiet, and then the cancer and the tuna. And then along comes global warming. You know, oh, it's a big one, because now you got politicians involved. you got uh, Al Gorstein. Gorkenstein, or whatever you want to call him, Frankenstein, um, who's really big on it and put his political uh, might behind it. Although he lives in a very large house, um, it has several houses actually, but lives in a very large house, I think in Kentucky or Tennessee, which is more square feet than four or five of our families could could ever occupy, um, that keeps his house warm in the winter and cool in the summer. Uh, But see, he's rich. He can do that. He can, uh, it's a do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. Okay. So anyway, um, getting back to science. So the minute that the, the, um, the grants start to get lower, start running out, something else has to come up. And that way, do you ever think where scientists get their paychecks from? 
you know, me and you, you know, I, I work as a nurse, so I get paid from an entity. Uh, some of you might be plumbers and you work for a plumbing company or you own a plumbing company, uh, but you still get paid by your, uh, your customers. Uh, uh, some of you dig ditches, some of you are secretaries, some of you are nurses like myself, some are doctors, some are lawyers, and there might even be an Indian chief living, listening to this show. And if you are, God bless you. Um, but uh, most of us earn an honest living, and we don't have to make up lies in order to, to get a, a paycheck. Um, oh, another big one is evolution. But you know what, folks? Evolution is starting to die. Uh, evolution cannot be possible in its in its uh, f- original form from Darwin, Darwinian evolution, because simply there's not enough time. And like I've said about this vaccine and I'll, uh, or about this COVID virus, um, it, it is losing its eff- effectiveness because the law of mutation is going into effect in it. When something mutates... Um, you may not know this, but when a mutation occurs, there's a 99.9% chance that that mutation is going to have an ill effect or cause the death of the organism that the mutation happens to. Okay, mutations are not necessarily a good thing. Now, you might talk about, okay, well, what about the finches down on a Galapagos Island? Well, that's not macroevolution. That's not one animal turning into another. That is one animal adapting to its environment. We do it all the time. Every winter you put on a coat, you adapt to your environment. You don't have a coat naturally, but you put one on. In the summertime, you wear shorts and maybe a t-shirt. Um, in your natural state, well, you can't go out in your natural state. You'll get arrested unless you live in some parts of the world where that's allowed. But, um, yeah, so we're, we all adapt. And I, and I always, um, you know, there's, there's women that are always out there. Well, you know, a, a, a fetus is not a viable, it's just a viable, an unviable lump of tissue. And I said, okay, let's do an experiment. Okay, this winter, let's put you on a C-130 aircraft, fly you up to the North the North Pole with nothing but maybe a, a nice dress or, well, if she looks like she's a feminist, you could say a pantsuit maybe. And uh, we'll just leave you out in the cold and fly away. And we'll see how viable you are. Yes, a fetus is unviable for a while, and and, it, and if it's born, but see, technology has gotten to the point where um, premature babies can be born very young and still survive. So the whole non-viable thing is is um, another piece of uh, crap that you throw out the window because it's not true. But um, anyway, um, so science in many cases has turned to junk science. Okay. And they're realizing uh, like in evolution that there's not enough time for it to happen in the Darwinian sense. So now a lot of scientists or not a lot, but some, and but pretty soon it'll be a lot are going with the extraterrestrial thing that the life came here from somewhere else. Either it came in on an asteroid, which still doesn't make sense because if it came in as a bacterium on an asteroid, there's still billions, if not trillions of, uh, or quadrillions of, uh, uh, mutations that would have to happen. And remember, if 99.9% of them are, are dangerous or harmful to the thing that's being mutated, it's going to cease to exist. So, um, you know, you, you're writing it on a board and as you're going along, somebody else is coming in and erasing it basically. Um, so, uh, so they're changing. Now it's coming from somewhere else. 
or came from somewhere else. So extraterrestrial beings who really don't exist. And we can go into that. And I have other radio shows. You can listen to them. Just do that. Um, but uh, so it came from somewhere else or some intelligent beings from other planets have come here and taken what was here and accelerated the process. Okay. Well, the question is, where did those beings come from? Oh, well, some other beings made. The, oh, well, where did those things come from? Remember, we're living in a finite universe. It's not an infinite universe. And it had a beginning, supposedly, with a big bang. Right. So you're trying to tell me that uh, that one one species of extraterrestrial just was came out of the big bang, uh, intelligent and able to do everything that it has to do, because that's what would have to have happened at the beginning. Right. Um, otherwise you'd have to wait for that species to involve for billions or trillions of years or quadrillions of years. It just doesn't work folks, but they're shoving it down our throats because they want it. They want us to believe that it works. And if you believe that it works, well, you've got bigger problems than we're talking about on this radio show. But, um, anyway, and if you're a Christian and you believe that evolution, well, we need to talk because, um, it, it diametrically is opposed to the creation event. Uh, you gotta believe one thing or another. You know, Yeshua said you can only serve one master. You can't serve two. And which one are you gonna serve? You're gonna believe the truth? Are you gonna believe, uh, the lie that, uh, the days are really ages? Well, I'm sorry, but for that to happen, and if God used evolution, and he had to use death, and death is a result of sin, so that means there was sin before Adam and Eve, and that doesn't work, right? Okay. So let's move on. So. Anyway, uh, so there's cures for all of these things, right? Or no cures for all these things, uh, for RSV, which is the, uh, the virus that, uh, all the kids are getting, um, vaccinated for because they're being fear mongered into it. And, uh, the, the simple, uh, <laughs> it's real simple. A way not to get RSV. Don't fool around before you're married, right? Um, ladies, uh, do not part the knees and guys keep it zipped up and, uh, bam, RSV goes away, right? Um, or it doesn't spread. Let's put it that way. There's people that have it that'll always have it, but, um, until they find a cure for it, which they won't, because if they find a cure, there's no money in it because they can treat the symptoms, but they don't want to treat the actual symptoms, that uh, sickness, excuse me. Um, so anyway, uh, so we got this COVID-19 that's going around now and I, pretty well proved in in um, other uh in other shows at least one or two that uh the drugs that are used um say by this lady that said that she's cured 350 people and there there are tons of doctors out there that use um the, this combination of drug to cure people from COVID-19 and I mean cure not just cure the symptoms but cure oh and for goodness sakes if you get it don't let them stick a respirator down your throat please try to fight it on your own and uh, have the will to fight and don't let them convince you that it's deadly because it's not and you can overcome it unless you have some very extenuating circumstances like extreme heart disease or or accelerated hepatitis or something like that then your chances are iffy but you can still try to fight so don't let them put a they put a respirator down your throat it's basically you saying i give up okay so i mean you could do it if you want to don't let me try to influence you but you know, think about it before you do it. Okay. Um, I got to remember, I can't diagnose and I can't uh, write uh, treatment plans, but I could help you to understand what could or could not happen and have you make an informed decision. Okay. Um, anyway, um, 
So there's no cure for these things that I mentioned and other things that aren't listed on this list. But uh, I was thinking today, and here's the no dumb moment. Okay. Now, I come from Bergen County, New Jersey. Bergen County, New Jersey, um, well, I think that was, I think uh, the Sopranos was, um, was taped in Passaic County because I think that was Garfield. And technically, I think that's Passaic County. But it's right across the river from Bergen County. And, uh, you know, the, the two are basically the same when it comes to the population wise. There are a lot of Italians, a lot of uh, mafia people, all kinds of mafia, not just Italian. But uh, when I grew up, it was mostly Italian. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to tell you that, you know, my some of my relatives did things that weren't exactly what I would call kosher when it comes to the law. And uh, they're all dead now, so I can talk about it. And any statutes of limitations that there was, I really didn't know about until I got older, uh, these things. And those statutes of limitations had been far exceeded. Um, but, uh, you know, there was there was always. Um, well, here's here's a for instance, one day we lived in a house uh, down the shore and um, and. and if you ever lived in New Jersey or anywhere east of the Rockies, uh, you know that uh, it gets very muggy in the summertime. And and I can remember being a young man and going to sleep with a fan on and waking up and the, the entire bed being wet from sweat. Um, and then uh, one day my dad brought home an air conditioner. Now, this thing looked like it could probably power a, you know, it could cool down a quite a large store. Um, nothing like a Walmart because we didn't have those back then. But, you know, um, the grocery store at of the time, which had five or six aisles in it, you know, this air conditioner probably could have cooled down that whole store. Um, so he brings it home and puts it in the wall and wires it up. Did a very good job of doing it. We turned it on and we decided to go for a ride that day. We came back, there was frost on the window. That's how cold it got in the house. Now, we couldn't afford something like that. So where did he get it from? Well, people back then and maybe even still now that are in, in the trades, they do a lot of trading back and forth. And I don't know what my dad had to trade, but it must have been something pretty good to get this air conditioner. Either that or he befriended somebody and the guy liked him and said, here, have an air conditioner. I don't know. But um, my guess is that it involves something shady because that's what everybody did back there at that time. And probably still, I don't know. I haven't been there in many years. But um, uh, another instance, uh, an uncle of mine um, was a... uh, one of the higher foremans when they were building the Playboy Club up in McAfee, New Jersey. And um, he was approached one night uh, by somebody that looked very shady that said, I'll give you $500 if you forget to lock that gate tonight. It was a Friday. He, uh, of course, took the money. Back then, $500 was a lot of money back in the early 70s. And um, came back on Monday and there was a backhoe missing. (laughs) Well, if if put two and two together, you know, you live in mafia land and somebody borrows a backhoe, somebody was getting buried, right? Um, anyway, um, and, and other things happened too. Um, just nothing was really honest, you know, and, and um, so <clears throat> with that frame of mind and then you think about the corporate world, well, the corporate world in, in many instances is much alike what the mafia is like, okay, except they do things in a lawful way and get away with it because they, they can influence senators and congressmen to write laws that help them get away with it. Um, it's really an intricate and, and almost admirable uh, way of doing things. 
Um, it's unethical as all hell, um, but, you know, and, and, and it should be unlawful. But uh, this, these are the things that get done. This, this is why politicians like Pelosi and um, I'm not so sure about Schumer, because I think that uh, where that's concerned, he's he's pretty on the up and up. But um, other ones that go in and they go in and they're worth one hundred thousand dollars and they come out and they're worth, you know, 20 million dollars. And like I said in the last show, Harry Truman said that if you go into politics poor and you come out rich, you're a thief. Um, so anyway, uh, where was I going with this? <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's late. It's after 12, get, approaching one. Um, so you think of the corporate world and how they wheel and deal and, and, and make deals and have laws written for them. Um, one of the biggest industries in the United States, aside from oil, which is probably the biggest, is pharmaceuticals. Okay. I worked as a pharmacy tech for 25 years and I saw some very questionable things. Um, everything kind of skirted breaking the law, but didn't quite break the law. Okay. There was always a way that they could get around it. Okay. Now I didn't, I didn't see the higher up things that happened. I just saw little, little stupid things that proved that, that bigger stupid things happened higher up. Okay. Cause you know, if the little guy's doing it, you know, the big guys are doing it, right? Uh, because the big guys are usually the ones that are offering the incentives for the little guys to get away with stuff. <laughs> it's the way it is. Um, anyway, well, that's cool. I just saw somebody that I asked to get on um, Facebook, got on Facebook. Anyway, um, that's good because I need to interface with this person. Anyway, um, so you got the big people committing bigger crimes and getting away with it because they can um, have – their friends in the legislatures write laws to help them get away with it and to create all kinds of loopholes um, so they could they can spend as little money as possible on taxes, but yet uh, rake you and I through the coals. Maybe rape is a better word when it comes to paying for um, high cost of medicines, which we talked about either last night or the night before in that sh those shows, <clears throat> how uh, research and development um, is out of control and how uh, people in Mexico and Canada can get their drugs so much cheaper and why a lot of Americans go to those two countries to get their drugs because they're so much cheaper. Yet uh, you buy your drugs here in the United States and you pay an arm and a leg for them. And literally you may have to sell your arm and leg in order to get something to save the rest of you. Right. Um, but uh, anyway, um, so we got, Thieves at the top, thieves at the bottom. Okay. And when you think about the, the thieving mindset, the criminal mindset, because that's what these people are, they're criminals. Um, they may not be criminals by the laws of, as they're written by the United States and other countries here in, in our present reality. But a lot of these people, like I said, are scientists and they're, they're unscrupulous people that are business people. And, and they think they're getting away with stuff. But uh, mark my words that they're... There comes a time when every man dies. Okay. Every woman, every man dies. Um, it's the one thing that science will never cure, even though they're trying to do that by uh, transhumanism. And, and they say they're going to try to uh, take our consciousness and put it in uh, the body of a machine that's, that looks like a human or whatever. Uh, but still, you know, if the body dies, that's it. And all you got to do is pull the plug and the intellect goes with the machine, right? Um, so uh, everybody dies and, and somebody's going to, everybody, 
everybody's got to stand before a judge. Now, I, I, I hold the uh, Christian, Judeo-Christian ethic, which I think is the, the only ethic and the true ethic. Uh, some would argue with me about that, but, uh, you know, in the end, we'll all see, right? Uh, and hopefully, you know, you won't be on the side that's wrong. Um, and hopefully I won't either, but I don't think I will be because I've, I've got an, uh, a, uh, assurance in my heart that what I believe is correct. But, um, anyway, uh, everybody's going to stand in front of a judge and you may get away with things here on earth. You may make all the money that you've ever want to make and have all the power that you've ever want to have. But uh, like they say, you can't take it with you. And uh, when it, you come and stand before the the great judge who sees everything and knows everything and um, doesn't um, kowtow to big business and doesn't uh, take bribes and everything like that, then, then you'll end up paying. I would rather pay in, on this planet, on this earth rather in this existence than in, um, than in the heavenly realms, uh, where you can't, <laughs> you can't get out of it. There are, there are no plea bargains in heaven. Um, there's a plea bargain you could take now and that's accepting Yeshua or Jesus as your Lord and savior and, um, and getting saved. But, uh, after you breathe your last breath, then, um, basically you have no plea. Um, so, There'll come a day when, when all these scoundrels and all these criminals, crooks, uh, murderers and everything else will, will realize that, yeah, you got away with it for a scant 70 or 80 years, but for eternity, you're going to be in total torment. So, um, again, it's better to pay for it now than it is later. <laughs> and you don't even have to pay if you come to faith in Yeshua. It's the only religion where, um, it's not even a religion, it's a relationship. Well, some wise man once said that, uh, Religion is man's attempt to try to reach God, and Christianity is God's attempt to try to reach man. And if there's a God that's going to try to reach me and try to save me and, and die for me, then I'm going to, he's number one in my book, and he is number one in my book. And um, and I'm so glad <laughs> I'm going there. Uh, I'm going to be with him when this all is over with, and maybe something in this show will piss somebody off and uh and that'll happen sooner than later but you know god has that day in his hands and um i'm not going anywhere until he says it's okay so anyway um so we got all these unscrupulous people out there and if little guys like my dad and my uncle can fall for little bribes like they did uh, to get an air conditioner to get $500. Imagine what these big guys will do in order to get uh, millions or billions of dollars. Um, most of these guys that run these corporations uh, get a very big paycheck at the end of the year. And we're talking about uh, tens of millions of dollars that they're, they're given for running these big companies. So to them, this is no game. This is, uh, this is real life and, and they'll do anything they can to get that money. And uh, good luck with that, because like I said, when you breathe your last breath, it doesn't go with you. Um, and, uh, well, enough of that. But anyway, um, so uh, so with those unscrupulous people out there and this, the scientists that are are making these um, cures for, uh, not cures, but um, pills that help you feel better, even though you still have the disease, um, if there's a cure out there for COVID-19, which I believe there is with the azithromycin and the hydrochloroquine, 
then sure. Uh, I've never seen a drug combination get the bad mouthing that these two drugs have gotten. Never, ever in my life have I. I've heard about side effects of other drugs, how you shouldn't combine one with one drug with another. Uh, a good example would be um, there's a, a antibiotic class uh, called the quinolones, and they really shouldn't be mixed with anybody that's taking um, uh, steroids like prednisone or something like that. Because what it does is it somehow affects the um, the way that your tendons are attached to your bones. And a lot of people are popping tendons or did pop tendons before they realize that this drug combination is not good to take together. So um, anyway, so uh, there are lots of good things about drugs, but there are bad things. And, and most of them are to cure symptoms and not to cure disease. Now, the interesting thing is that... Um, Antibiotics, if they're chosen correctly and you're given the right one, will cure you of a disease. Um, Talk about diseases like, uh, well, real popular one, strep throat. Lots of people get strep throat. They give you an antibiotic for it. Two or three days, you're feeling better. Within a week, you're able to go around other people. Um, Now, malaria is a different different, uh, animal. Um, Malaria is a um, parasite that is carried by Anopheles mosquitoes. And uh, once that mosquito bites you and injects the uh, plasma into your body, um, it uh, attacks uh, blood cells. And uh, it's a pretty nasty disease. Now, a lot of people take uh, hydrochloroquine or it's a stronger uh, mother drug, chloroquine, uh, before they go overseas, before they go to places that have a lot of malaria. And it's used as a... um, well, a drug that prevents you from getting it, basically. And, uh, and it's worked quite well, actually. Um, uh, yes, like any other drug, it has certain side effects, but all drugs have side effects. Uh, in, the, in the radio show I did about the, uh, about the hydrochloroquine and things, um, I should, yes, it does have side effects, but I'm on two drugs right now that have the same side effect as one of the nasty ones that hydrochloroquine has. Um, however, I've not manifested with those side effects. Okay. So just because a drug has a side effect doesn't mean that you're going to get it, okay? And like I try to, or used to try to explain to people, um, is that, yes, it does say that that's a side effect, but when you look at the number of people that it was a side effect for, if they tested 10,000 people and one person had that side effect, they have to put it down as a side effect. The other 9,999 people didn't have that as a side effect. But the one person, what for whatever reason, their physiology or maybe it was interacting with another drug they were on, who knows, um, got that side effect, but they have to put it down. And that's why when you see these commercials for different drugs, you know, they, the guy reads off a list. I swear he reads off 100 things in, in about 10 seconds that, you know, the drug could cause and that if you're on certain drugs, you shouldn't take it. And that's a good thing. They have to disclose that information because they've been sued so much that um, they don't want to get sued anymore. Um, it's cutting into their profit margin. And um, and uh, like they said with uh, Trump's, uh, um, where he's trying to get it to where drugs are cheaper in the United States, it's cutting into their research and development. But if research and development is so important, why aren't Canada and Mexico paying for research and development? See, they know that there's a lot of money in this country, and that's why they want to they want to cure our um, side effects or our uh, 
symptoms of our disease, but not the disease. Just think if they found a cure for cancer. Think about it for a minute, folks. If they found a cure for, let's say, um, what's a really bad glioblastoma. If they found a, a cure for glioblastoma and they catch it in time and they could eliminate that, you know how many people would live? What about leukemia? Leukemia is another bad player. You know, you eliminate leukemia. Man, look at all the money that your drug companies would lose. You eliminate um, cystic fibrosis. You eliminate um, multiple sclerosis and and other drugs that are, or lupus is another one that's really big now. Uh, you eliminate these autoimmune diseases and the drug companies aren't going to have any money coming in. So, you know, for people that are honest, that would be a great thing. Uh, I'm a nurse and I've, if I didn't have to treat anybody the rest of my life, I would be happy. You know, I wouldn't have any pay coming in, but I'd find something else to do. I could do lots of things. But um, if um, if these drug companies cure disease, then uh, there's no reason for them to be around anymore. The market dries up. The money dries up. The grants and endowments stop. And um, everything comes to a screeching halt. And then you have these guys that are getting 5 or $10 million a year getting nothing. And they're not going to have that, folks. They're just not going to have that. So they want to keep us sick. They want to keep us um, right at the brink. So that it looks like they're developing something that'll that'll cure us of our diseases, but they're really not. Okay, and everything kind of inches a little closer to a cure, but it's never quite a cure. Now, I do have to say that there's there's a drug out there, and I can't remember the name of it. Some of our patients have gotten it, and it's for people with hepatitis C, and it does cure hepatitis C. And another good side effect it has is that if people um are diabetic, it tends to lower their blood sugar numbers for some reason. It's almost like it's curing their pancreas too. So uh, now there's a drug that I, re- I really respect and like, and the makers that are marketing it, yes, it's very expensive, but they're going to have to realize that there's a day when they're going to cure hepatitis C for good, or that there's going to be so few people with it that it's, there's not going to be big, big projects, uh, pro- excuse me, um, a big margin of money coming in for them to be able to spend on that particular disease. So, but that's a good thing. And and I do believe that there are some honest people that work in drug companies and some of the higher ups are honest, but I think uh, for every one of those you find, you'd find 10,000 that aren't. Let me get a sip of coffee. Uh, maybe this caffeine will help me to make my uh, symptoms feel a little better. <laughs> Hold on a second. Caffeine's a good drug, by the way. Thank you for your patience. Um, okay. And so the real reason or the real crux, maybe is a good word for it. I don't think that this show is going to go much past an hour unless I'm, the Lord gives me something really profound to go into. Um, so on one end, we have people that are being cured with the hydrochloroquine and Zithromax. And only, let's talk about that for a minute. Antibiotics um, only cure bacteria-related diseases, and hydrochloroquine only works in um, in cases where uh, malaria and similar drugs like that. And both of these things are living organisms. Okay, malaria is a living or- organism, and so is are, are all bacteria. They live, they die, they they prosper by pro- procreation, basically. Some of them are, um, or most of most bacteria, if not all, 
and, fu and funguses too. We can't rule those out. Um, they, they procreate on their own and they spread on their own. Okay. So one bacteria, uh, if it finds a happy medium and food to eat, will eat and then it'll split into another bacteria and then another and another. And then they colonize. Uh, most of them do anyway. Uh, funguses, uh, they colonize also through spores. Um, and then, um, plasmonids, um, they're, uh, they're an odd creature, uh, like malaria. They, uh, they go in and they, like malaria attacks the blood cells. And that's why people get fevers and chills and everything when they get malaria. And, um, but these are living organisms. Now, virus is not a living organism, according to science. Now, they might be lying to us about that, but I don't think so. I think there's enough evidence to show that it's just a group of enzymes and amino acids that all get together and uh, replicate the uh, the uh, RNA and DNA of the host cell that they're in, fooling the body to think that that's one of the cells so the body doesn't attack it. But the human body and, and all animal bodies are pretty smart. They figure out, you know, they let it go for a little while, and then they say, well, wait a minute, there's something not quite right about that cell right there. And they go to investigate it, and somehow the human body, through I think through divine providence, uh, figures out that that's not a right cell. We're going to get rid of it. And then it starts attacking. Now, there are some viruses that um, that grow so fast and, and replicate so fast that um, you really can't catch up to them. Um, uh, there were some that you couldn't catch up to, uh, although there are some uh, vi antiviral medications that work very well and, and keep uh, drugs like, or excuse me, keep um, diseases like AIDS under check. And believe it or not, some people have been healed from AIDS, okay? Um, it does happen from time to time. The body, along with a drug combination, will, will actually um, rid the body of the virus. But most of those people are people that did not have a large viral load to begin with. Um, and it was caught in time. So, um, virus again are not living organisms. So, um, I, I told an amusing story in the last time I, I talked about this. Um, I worked for a pharmacy years and years ago, back in the nineties. And <laughs> the guy that ran it's dead now. And the guy that worked with him is dead now. So I could tell this story. Um, but if you got sick, if you got the sniffles and you came into work, this guy would sit down, he'd count 30 amoxicillin out for you or 40. I can't remember because it was like one, four times a day for 10 days. So that'd be 40. And he wanted you to take those 40 amoxicillin four times a day for 10 days because he couldn't afford us to be sick. Couldn't afford us. You know, he, he didn't have anybody to replace us. And it would just be a, high, a bigger load on the people that were there. Plus a disease or not a disease, an infection like that tends to spread. But the thing is that a lot of the times it was it was a viral load and he was giving us an antibiotic and it did absolutely nothing. As a matter of fact, what it can do is it can make things worse because um, what happens is when you get the any kind of viral load, any kind of virus, your body tends to go into overdrive to cure that virus and it ignores other things. So if you're taking an antibiotic and the antibiotic is killing bad bacteria as well as good bacteria that are in your intestines, let's say then um, the bad bacteria can sometimes overcome the good bacteria and gives, give you something called, uh, they call it C. diff, is the, uh, is the easy way to say it. It's, it's got a longer name, which is basically a um, bacterial infection of the intestines that it's very difficult to get rid of. It's resistant to a lot of uh, 
drugs. And then there's uh, uh, VRE, vancomycin-resistant uh, enterococci, uh, which is very similar, if not the same. I uh, remember my dad had that when he, he went into the hospital with one thing and he, he died of about three. Um, but And they suspected one of the staff gave it to him. But um, anyway, so, uh, you know, he, there's that disease. Uh, again, the bad bacteria that were in his intestines took over and killed the good bacteria. And the only thing left was the bad and it was attacking his body. So um, anyway, um, I forgot what I was going with that for a minute. So the whole thing is that antibiotics kill bacteria, antifungals kill funguses, antiplasminoids kill things like malaria. They do not have any effect on viri because viri are not living beings. They're not living entities. Okay. So. Put two and two together. If you got the drug combination that everybody's talking about, that the drug companies want to quiet up and, and everything else, the azithromycin with the hydrochloroquine, and it's actually fighting this this infection, and it's winning, um, then it obviously isn't a virus, okay? Because um, only antivirals fight viruses, because antivirals fight um, different RNA uh, combinations and stuff like that. It's, it's a very complicated and it, it would be a whole two radio shows to try to explain it. But, um, and I'm not sure I could explain it fully anyway, but I do know that you can't fight a virus with antibiotics and with antifungals and with anti uh, plasminoids. But, um, anyway, so you got this drug combination that works and you got them spending millions and maybe billions of dollars trying to find a vaccine that they can use to capitalize on, especially if they mandate that we have to take it. 350 million Americans in this country, roughly, let's just say 330, be conservative, okay? Ooh, I know you liberals don't like that. You'd like me to use 350, but I'm going to be conservative and use 330. Um, let's just say, uh, I don't have a calculator with me, let's just say it costs $1,000 a shot times $330 million, you do the math. That's a lot of cash, man. That's a lot of moolah. Um, so how can you, if you didn't have a conscience, a good conscience or a conscience at all, let's say you were maybe a sociopath or a psychopath and you were running a drug company or, or you were running the Bill Gates Foundation, um, there's two psychopaths there. And, um, or or Mr. Fauci, who is on the payroll, I think, of George Soros. If, I think if you were to follow the money back, you'd, you'd see that he's somehow involved with Soros and, and the New World Order and everything. Um, uh, so we got very unscrupulous people that are they're trying to force this vaccine. Now, now let's just say that uh, so one or two of the drug companies says, hey, I've got an idea. Oh, boy, do I have an idea. Now, this isn't going to sound kosher, but listen to me, okay? And, and, you know, they're presenting this to the government or or to Fauci or whatever. Let me get another drink of coffee real quick and finish it off, please. Got to wet that whistle. 
or it doesn't start to work anymore. But um, anyway, so you're unscrupulous and you, you're thinking of a way to make a lot of money for a lot of money on something that you spent very little money on. And you start hearing that this concoction of hydrochloroquine and um, azithromycin is working. And you say, wait a minute now, I've got an idea. I just had a light bulb moment. See that light bulb above my head? I just figured out a way to make a lot of money. We keep telling them that we're doing research and development, that it's going full steam, that we've got all of our top scientists, top virologists, and and top everybody working on it so that we get money to pay these guys or else they're going to walk on us. They're not really getting anywhere. But you got a select group that is working for you that takes hydrochloroquine and azithromycin, and they put it together in an injection and call it an antiviral vaccine. And they all of a up, well, what is it? Uh, it's about the mid-August now, right, of 2020. Let's just say right about election time. Uh, someone, one of them comes up, one of the drug companies says, uh, comes up, or they... National Institute of Health or the Center of Disease Control or whoever's running this terrible monster of a machine. Uh, it's ultimately run by Fauci. Says, hey, yeah, we've come up with a vaccine. And we want to do it right away. You know, we've been trying it on people and it's been working. And, yeah, it's real complicated. And, uh, you know, it's here's the... Uh, and the molecular structure, and they put this thing on the board, and it's got all these H's and C's and O's and numbers, three, five, seven, um, and everything else on it. But it's a fraud. And, okay, and it's a fraud. And, um, I'm sorry, I just got a message from somebody. It always happens when I'm, I'm doing this, but, um, and they say, and we can implement it right away. And everybody should get this. Everybody needs to get this. It needs to be mandated that if you don't get this, you can't go into a store because you might be a carrier. You can't uh, you can't sell anything because that means you'd have to leave your house to go sell. Um, you can't trade. You can't leave your house. You can't go to work, right? So unless you get this vaccine. Now, I think at first they're going to try to do that, but I don't think it'll be allowed after a while. So resist it as long as you can. But um, And they give it to you and you get better. And they say, wow, yeah, see, it works. Told you it works. But they gave you a concoction called azithromycin, a hydrochloroquine in an injection form. And yeah, it worked. Yeah, it worked. Because maybe it'll be longer acting. Maybe they, they do have long acting injections. I give them all the time. Uh, they're injections that are based in oil and the oil breaks down in your muscle tissue over a period of a month. And, you know, in the particular injections I give, um, after the month, you got to get another one because, you know, you want to keep the therapy going. Again, you're treating the symptoms instead of the disease. Um, so, um, but this drug, this injection is, say, in an oil or something like that, a long, a slow-releasing um, oil, and it cures people of COVID-19. Wow, this is a miracle drug, you know. So the first, you know, few hundred thousand people that get it, you know, get the regular dose, but then they start putting re- weird stuff in it. 
Um, and, and you got to remember that we have Bill Gates that's behind this. He's he's a he's very interested in it. He's running a lot of it. He's uh, promoting it heavily. And Bill Gates has been on record as saying that he would like the Earth's population to be a lot less because we'd be less taxing on the nat- on nature. Uh, we'd be less of a pollutant on Earth, uh, cre- creating less pollutants. Um, uh, we need to, wouldn't need to burn so many coal fire plants to make so much electricity for everybody if there were less people using electricity, right? Um, and things like that. Um, go read the Georgia Guidestones, uh, the Ten Commandments of the Georgia Guidestones. The first one is to get rid of, uh, well, it's not to get rid of. It says to maintain the population of the earth at 500 million to keep the uh, humanity in balance with nature. Well, do the math. There's 7 billion, 500 million people roughly on Earth today, give or take a few billion, you know. Um, but that's a good roundhouse figure. So that means getting rid of 7 billion people. Now, if you read the Bible, that you realize it's not going to happen. Um, a lot of humanity will die, but, you know, during that time. But not 7 billion, I don't think, anyway. But, you know, Yeshua did express that if he didn't return early, that no flesh would survive. So maybe it will be that bad. Who knows? But um, anyway, it's uh, it's important to look at the people that are for the proponent of this injection, of this um, this cure via injection. And they're insidious people that don't care about you or me that think that a lot of us are useless eaters and that they would like to be rid of us. And uh, Bill Gates is one of them. And George Soros is another one, too. Um, he's he's for this vaccine wholeheartedly. And uh, he's another one. Oh, that's good news. Man, I keep getting, why do I get messages at 1.10 in the morning? Um, I guess people don't sleep just like me, huh? Anyway. Although that guy's in New Zealand, so I can see that. Anyway, um, so I have a sneaking suspicion, folks, and and I could be wrong. And I I hope that you know no vaccine would be made in the, to begin with, because if they like it says here, if they can't cure a, uh, the flu virus with a vaccine, you know how are they going to cure this one? Unless it's a fraud. Unless they come up with a fraud and the hydrochloroquine and the azithromycin are the true cure, and they just put it in an injection and claim that it's something else. But um, and and I believe that they're insidious enough to do that. I really do. Um, I think I think that uh, Bill Gates is beyond uh, selling Microsoft products. I think that he's made enough money off of that piece of garbage that. Um, he uh, doesn't care about it anymore. So losing business uh, where the sales of Microsoft uh, products is concerned really doesn't matter to him anymore. Um, you get to a point, I guess, in life where you make, uh, if, if you're in that, in his shoes, where you're making that much money. Um, they say that people that make all the money that they can, it never satisfies them. And what they do is they, after the money's made, they, they thirst for power. And you can see it. You can see it. And, uh, well, Soros has always thirsted for power. He made his money many years ago. But uh, you see the Bill Gateses and the uh, Elon Musks of this world, you know, uh, thirsting for more money. And when they get that, uh, the money's no longer satisfying and then the power. Um, you see the, the elites in Hollywood, uh, they have all the money you and I could ever want. 
So what what do they do now? They want to abduct children and they want to bleed the children so that they can get adrenochrome out of their blood and and uh, get high off of it. Uh, really sick people. But um, anyway, so the the money thing is made now. The power thing is the power struggle is is going on. And <clears throat> what the idiots don't realize is that um, once a power thing starts, once you have your your Elon Musk Musk's and your Bill Gates's and uh, and your other multi multi billionaires, you know, approaching trillionaires, um, is that they're not going to be satisfied with sharing the wealth. They're they're going to try to outdo each other. You know, if you've ever watched any mafia movies and you see that one one group takes over a neighborhood, and basically they own that neighborhood and they've got everybody that they could get hooked on drugs. They realize, hey, we're not we're not branching out. We're not making any more money. We we've got all the money we got. We need more power. So then they go to war with other mafia groups. So that's the same way it's going to be. It, it would have been the same way in World War II if Germany and Japan would have won the war. Eventually, Germany would have attacked Japan because Japan would have been uh, uh, could have become too much of an adversary, and the Germans would seem threatened. So they would have taken out Japan because they probably would have developed the bomb before Japan did, and they would have taken out Japan. A scenario that never happened, thank God, but um, it could have very easily. Um, and until somebody is in control of the whole world, uh, you're going to have people fighting back and forth. You're going to have backstabbers. You're going to have people that are patting each other on the back with one hand and holding a dagger in the other. Um, it happens in every criminal enterprise and the, and the pharmacy pharmaceutical companies are basically a criminal enterprise um, that have been legalized. Um, and it's, that's what's going to turn out to be. But I, I, I would bet, I don't want to bet. I don't bet. I'm not a betting man, but um, I would venture to say, that's a better way to put it, that um, by November, there's going to be a, an injection that's available and they're going to say it's it's a retrovirus uh, injection, something that's made to kill viruses, but or viri, I guess is the correct uh, response. But it's actually going to be hydrochloroquine and um, is this or myosin or, or some combination of drugs like that, because they know that this is not a virus. It's a, if anything, it's a hybrid between the two, uh, between the plasmonids and the um, and bacteria. And like I said, you can't kill a virus with an antibiotic or an anti-plasminate, but you can kill those groups of, uh, I guess you'd call them animals or um, entities with antibiotics and those drugs, but they do not fight viruses. So there's something fishy. There's something rotten in Denmark. Sorry if you're Danish. I didn't mean to insult you. It's just a phrase we use here in the States. Something smells rotten in Denmark. I think it's because you guys fish a lot. And uh, when fish get kind of old, they, they start to smell pretty bad. But anyway, um, so you can bet your bottom dollar if you want to or surmise that uh, that when they come out with this thing, it's, it's going to be something very simple. It's going to be something that um, they claim it isn't. It's going to have a long name that's probably going to end in a veer because that's usually the um, drugs that fight viruses. Uh, uh, 
acyclovir is one of them, and and, and there's many of them that end in vir. Um, and um, and it's going to be the biggest fraud that's ever been perpetrated on the human race, basically. Basically, the the, um, the fact that they're calling this a virus is a fraud. Um, but this is going to be much bigger because it's going to be something that will cure it. But bet your bottom dollar also that once this is cured, something else is going to come out. Now, also keep this in mind. This could just be it. How do I put this? How do I really put this? Because I don't want to make it seem that the United States is more important than other parts of the world. But when you figure that the United States has its hands in every other part of the world, right? Uh, some of it for good, some of it for bad. Um, and and they want to take down the only remaining superpower in the world. Now, Russia, you're pretty powerful. I'll give you that. China, you're pretty powerful. But I don't really don't think that you're a superpower uh, anymore. Um, very close, but not quite. And I hope you don't try to prove me wrong by nuking Oregon tonight. But um, anyway, uh, they want to take down the, the world's biggest superpower. You're going to have to involve the whole world and you're going to have to infect the whole world. Uh, because if you infected just North America, then they'd know something was up. And uh, by, by infecting the whole world, you make it look like everybody's suffering. And uh, then you uh, you conquer the United States through a bunch of lies and deceit um, perpetrated by not just the drug companies, but by Democratic politicians and everything else. Um, Donald Trump is no idiot. And the fact that he's taking uh, these, that drug combination as a prophylaxis means something. It means that it works. I don't think a man that's worth billions of dollars, a lot of people think he's a fool, but I don't think a man that's worth that much money and has the advisors that he has and has the staff that he has and has the family that he has would do something like take a drug that's not going to be effective to protect him from COVID-19. But he's taken this combination drug and it's working. He hasn't gotten sick. He's been tested several times. They've always come up negative. So uh, let the naysayers say what they want. Let the false scientists say that it doesn't work. As a matter of fact, if you go back, I think it was 20 or 30 years ago, Fauci even wrote an article saying that it's an effective, uh, that drug combination is an effective uh, cure against um, the SARS virus, which is another uh, virus. Um, in that, uh, and that it works. So it came out of his own mouth, and it's on it's on um, record as him saying it, and writing it, and publishing it. And SARS is very close to. Uh, matter of fact, I think it is a a, a virus very akin to uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, same drug, uh, same virus family, and a whole nine yards. So um, here now, now he's saying that it doesn't work. So. It tells you that he's in somebody's pocket or he's being pressured, you know, possibly with his life to lie. And um, and I think Trump's on to him, too. Uh, Trump once made the comment that he had to get back to the um, that Fauci had to get back to. Uh, oh, what the heck was it? I can't remember, but um, he made he made a slip of uh, the tongue and it just proved that Fauci was he, he was on to Fauci. Um, so, um, I think that Trump is playing three, uh, dimensional chess that he's, he is smarter than all of them put together. 
And, uh, you know, some have speculated that he's a time traveler and he's seen the future and he knows what to do. And, you know, who am I to say that he isn't? But, um, but it would explain a lot of things. So, but, um, anyway, so let's see how it all plays out. But I, I really do think that, um, if somebody, if some brave scientist out there were to take this new concoction that they're going to put together in a, in a form of a injection, and break it down and see what's in it. At the beginning, it's going to be azithromycin and hydrochloroquine in some kind of slow-acting form. But in the long run, there's going to be other things added to it, things that Bill Gates wants in it, um, things that are nefarious and malevolent and uh, are basically going to make life miserable for a lot of people. So people speculate it's going to be nanobot technology that he's going to put in. Uh, nanobots that can re, uh, replicate themselves when they're inside your body. That would be interesting. Scary, but interesting. Um, so this thing is, isn't is done. It's uh, They're saying that it's making a resurgence again. But uh, one thing that they're saying, though, is that uh, we're getting close to herd immunity, which means more people are have had it, maybe and didn't realize they had it or had it and got cured of it or been exposed to it and, and built up antibodies right away. And uh, that the herd immunity is going to be what saves us. And it's usually what saves us from everything, including the flu every year. But yes, people, thousands, tens of thousands of people die every year from the flu. Why isn't the flu as important as this? You know, there's something fishy about this. There's something not quite right about it. And a lot of people are catching on to it. A lot of people think that it's an attempt to uh, throw the election in November. And that's pretty sick if you got to get the whole world to sick to do that, you know. That's, that's, that's a pretty mentally ill thing to do, you know. That's a that's a psychopath uh, in its highest degree. And um, and there are a lot of them out there, folks. And they, and they infest government. They infest um, uh, the Illuminati. They infest... Um, a lot of different areas of, uh, of human society. And they'd like nothing better than for you and I to not be around anymore. But those of us who know the Lord, you know, um, like Paul said, he said to live is dying, to, Christ, to live is Christ and to die is gain. In other words, he was saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm living for Christ here. And if you take me out, I'm going to be living with him. So um, it's a win-win situation. So they take the Christians out. They're actually doing us a favor, right? They're sending us to glory and uh, leaving themselves in this infected, sick, and dying world. That's insanity. <laughs> it really is. That is the highest form of insanity. Um, and frankly, you can have this world if you want it. It's, it's nothing but it's a dying world. It's decaying, and it's going to come to an end someday. And... Um, It'll be transformed one day when a man comes riding on a, a man. Yes, I said a man. A man who died for you and me. Uh, the man, Jesus Christ, who ascended on high and sits next to the, on the right-hand side of the Father. Um, he's going to come back and he's going to make everything right. And uh, if any of you people that are out there that are perpetuating this fraud are still alive, well, I wouldn't want to be you when he comes back. Um because he's not going to be coming back as the Lamb of God. He's coming back as the Lion of Judah. And he is going to come back in vengeance and fury like you cannot imagine. And uh, 
well, I wouldn't want to be on the bad. I wouldn't want to. Bible says it's a terrible thing to, to fall into the hands of the living God. And uh, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there before I, I got smart and I got saved. Um, and uh, there are evidently people that are very intelligent in this world that aren't as smart as I am because they they deny that they can be saved and or they deny that they need to be saved. And, uh, well, we all write our own destinies, I guess. And uh, yours isn't a pretty one if that's your lot. But um, anyway, so let's see. I didn't want to stay on. We've been on for a little over an hour, so I think I'm going to end this show. Um, it's Sunday night, and I would really like to get to bed at a decent hour. And 2 o'clock seems to be the decent hour anymore. So uh, you folks, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for considering what I said tonight. Thank you for chewing on it. Um, chew on it like you would a piece of uh, very tasty gum. If you like, um, if not, substitute whatever you like. But um, and then as you're chewing, just ruminate on it, and and see if it if it loses its flavor, then it's probably worth nothing. But if it uh, if you you chew on it and you get something out of it, then uh, think about it, um, meditate on it in a Christian sort of way, um, and uh, just pray about it, you know, because. Um, as we're approaching the end, we're we're, we're being um, we're being put into hands. Basically, uh, society is uh, some very evil and wicked people. And as far as I can tell, in our government, there are very few that are fighting for us. The head guy is uh, Mr. Trump is, and um, there's a few other people that are. There are. Believe it or not, there are some good people up there, and they're, um, especially in the military. Thank you, United States military, because I think you're going to play a big part in the things that are coming in the next few months. And um, just remember me here in little old Oregon um, that I'm for you guys um, when you come rolling through town, because I know you will be on your way to uh, to fight uh the enemies of the United States that uh, Oregon seems to be inundated with. Um, but um, I look forward to the day when that happens. And uh, just know that there are a lot of people on your side, United States military, and that um, there are a lot of us that are waiting for you to act. And Mr. Trump, thank you for what you're doing, because there's a lot of us that appreciate it. A lot of us are still Americans, Mr. Trump, and um, and you know that. Um, even though there's an enemy in this country that's anti-American and uh, cannot rightfully call themselves Americans, even though they live here and they would try to call themselves Americans, um, they're not. They're they're traitors and um, malcontents. And uh, I just hope and pray that you deal with them the way that you see fit and the way that the Lord has told you to deal with them, because I do believe that you know the Lord, Mr. Trump. And um, well, on that, I just uh, pray that uh, the Lord's will be done in this country and around this world, that this world gets cleaned up, that all the, uh, in the name of Yeshua, that all the uh, pedophiles get uh, killed or locked away, preferably the first one. Um, all the people that have tortured children are done away with, that um, that a real sense of justice comes over this land. Um, it'll be a costly time for many, 
many of you are going to lose uh, loved ones who were involved in things you didn't know they were involved in. And you're probably going to be in denial that they were involved in them. But anyway, um, but we these things have to, sometimes things like this have to happen for righteousness to rule throughout the land. Uh, many illustrations in scripture where, uh, well, the rebellion at Mount Sinai, um, where um, the, uh, the evil people were slayed and later on the ground opened up and swallowed a whole bunch of them alive. So um, that would be a neat archaeological discovery to find, actually. Although I think that they went all the way down. But um, anyway, uh, like I said, it's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And uh, please, if you're there, repent and come to him. If you've left them, repent and come back. And if you don't know him, learn about him. And um, you could write to Jim, Eric, Guy, or Brian, and we'd be glad to help you to, to find out more and lead you into the path of righteousness and away from unrighteousness. Because it's coming down to good versus bad, uh, righteous versus wicked, and, and everything else. There's not going to be any middle ground anymore. There's very little left anymore. But um, middle ground is not where God wants anybody to walk. So please, I hope you're one of the um, one of the wheat, not one of the tares. I hope you're one of the sheep and not one of the goats. And I hope you're not the um, the stuff that uh, comes off the wheat and gets blown away by the uh, on the threshing floor by the wind. So um, anyway, <clears throat> voice is going. Got to go. So have a blessed day. Uh, Jonathan Gray will be on tomorrow. And um, can't wait to talk to him. So the show starts at 6.30 Pacific this Monday, uh, which would be the the 10th. It's Monday now. Um, and it's at 6.30, as like I said, Pacific time, 9.30 uh, Eastern time. Do the math if you live in the middle. And um, Jonathan's going to be asking a lot of questions that we've had for him for a long time. And maybe it'll work into two shows. So. <clears throat> we shall see what happens. But anyway, be blessed in, in the meantime, and we'll see you tonight if you decide to come and listen. So God bless, and uh, just stay safe. And don't believe everything you hear, especially if it's coming from the Democrats or the mainstream media. So uh, God bless. Good night. <laughs>